Good afternoon, everybody. Late afternoon. Took us a while to get this, get me done doing this today because had a lot of stuff going on because I've been over there most of this week uh, at the Capitol. Because, uh, again, welcome everyone to our weekly broadcast from the Missouri Funeral Directors and Bombers Association. I'm Don Otto. And behind me is the Missouri State Capitol. And that's where I've been most of this week because this is the first week of the session. Uh, Tuesday, they had some caucuses and committee hearings. Wednesday was the official opening, and yesterday was the governor's prayer breakfast to start the morning and then back over at the Capitol. Just to give you a couple things about uh, that, which I think is important for you to know, to, to understand why things perhaps are sometimes difficult uh, over at this building. Um Everything seemed to be going fine on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, not everyone was here Tuesday, but everyone was there Wednesday. Not a lot gets done on the first day of session. It's mostly ceremonial stuff, but it's a great day to be over there because everyone is there. And we made the rounds uh, talking to a number of people. There were people that wanted to ask and learn more about the bills that were supporting this year, dealing with education and things like that, all of the different issues with that. Got very favorable comments from everybody we talked to. Uh, they all uh, realize that there is currently a bottleneck, uh, roadblocks in the way of people getting into the profession that don't need to be there. So Wednesday went wonderful. Uh, Thursday, TJ Sampson, our MFDA president, came down and we attended the governor's prayer breakfast that morning. That's always a wonderful event. And that's also a good place to be because so many of not only legislatures, but department heads and everything are there. Great place to do networking, talk around, hand out your business cards and uh, find out people who are interested in, uh, in that. I got to sit next to the uh, uh, state representative from uh, Jefferson County, uh, who was well familiar with Otto, Missouri. If you ever go through Otto, Missouri, don't blink, you'll miss it. Uh, but it was a town that started by my grandfather many years ago. Uh, it used to be a nice bustling little place, but then the uh, the highway bypassed it. So there's there's not much there anymore. But anyway, uh, so got to talk with people at the table uh, about our bills and things like that. Then went over to the legislature again to do some constituent services work. One of the things I don't know if a lot of people know that we do here at the office is we very often get calls from state senators or state reps because one of their constituents has called them and they might be concerned or upset. They might be having trouble with a funeral situation in their hometown and either because they don't know who else to call or because they're very, very angry, they call their state representative up and very often the state representative or their office calls us up. If I've ever met that state representative before, very often they call me directly. If it's somebody we've never had much interaction with, I usually get a call from a staff member who's desperately searching for somebody who can help them answer the constituents uh, problem. The one we had uh, this week was a constituent that was upset with vital records and the death certificate process. And uh, so I went over there to, to show the folks, here are the statutes dealing with death certificates. Here's what the rules and regulations are. As it turned out, Vital Records wasn't doing anything wrong. The family was just unhappy with how the process is. And, you know, and that's uh, that's what we were able to do. We were able to point the uh, representative staff to here are the regulations that are involved. This is why Vital Records has to do what they have to do. And here's why the funeral home has to do it the way they have to do it. And so then I assumed that the uh, representative or their staff got back to that constituent to let them know 
what the situation is. So that's all great. But then yesterday, uh, after the governor's prayer breakfast and everybody was uh, uh, happy and a good mood there, they went over back to the Capitol and things stalled down uh, over at the Senate. The Senate was in session for less than an hour when they adjourned and closed up. The reason being, if you read the news reports, it looked like things were starting to get contentious. Looks like there might have been some personality conflicts going on already. And the the head of the Senate, uh, rather than let that get out of hand, uh, did what may have been the very wise thing to do and just shut it down. And they all went home. So, again, we're already in the first week of the year. And because of tensions and politics and uh, ideologies clashing with each other and priorities, uh, yeah, it's not much got done. So uh, that leads me into something. This is actually going to kind of hook up. Give me a minute. It's going to hook up. And that was the question of this past week, because by golly, I got several calls on this and it had to do with fetal remains. Um, not abortions, but stillbirths, uh, unintended uh, uh, consequences of something or other. And it was not where, where the baby was born and then died. It, the baby was never officially born alive. It was a stillbirth, a fetal death. A spontaneous fetal death is what it is in the statutes. It's spontaneous fetal death. That distinguishes it from an abortion where that was an intentional act that took place. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about spontaneous fetal death. And we had a number of them in this case. And as I think I pointed out before, but since that's the topic of the week, there's a specific statute dealing with spontaneous fetal death situations. And when that happens, it is the mother that gets to, has the absolute right to those fetal remains. Doesn't matter how long the pregnancy was in, was in fact. The mother has the right to those fetal remains and has the right to determine the final disposition of those fetal remains. Now, I know there are some hospitals out there who refuse to turn over fetal remains to a family. They only will turn it over to a funeral home. Nobody's challenged that. I'm not sure that's correct. Uh, I'm not the judge that would hear that case and have to look at all the different statutes to deal with that. I personally have a problem with that. When you put all the statutes together and, and and the very strong Uh, rights that the next of kin have. But the statute specifically gives the mother the right to handle the final disposition of those fetal remains as they would, as is authorized by law. So they can bury, cremate, inter, or donate to a uh, educational medical institution, something like that. Those are all legal options. Now, if you be careful about reading the statutes, Because sometimes when you read the statutes, you can find something, and even though it's there, it might not really be there. The statute that says the mother has the right to do the final disposition is the newest statute on the books. If you look old enough, you'll find a really old one that says either the mother or the father uh, has the right to handle the disposition of a stillborn without getting the permission of the other one. Mm. So arguably under that old statute, the father of a stillborn, and this is a very old one, uh, could handle the final disposition without telling the mother what happened. 
That's uh, problematic. And in statutory construction, when you have things like this, the courts more often than not will look at the newest statute. What has the legislature done recently? What have they done recently? And the most recent one gives the mother the right to do that. So why don't we get rid of that old one? Well, that would be a good idea, but this is where this connects together. And that points one of the difficulties you have doing stuff over at the Capitol sometimes. There are some very hot button issues over at the legislature, and that includes things like abortion, uh, things like transgender treatment, transgender rights, a whole lot of things dealing with that. And there are a group of representatives and senators over there that these kind of things are really what they're concerned about most of all. And if anything, even indirectly remotely touches that issue, that's probably going to get glommed on and stuff's going to get attached to it or people are going to use that to do something else way down, way down the line. Um, a good example many, many years ago was the issue of uh, uh, midwives. There was a big midwife, midwivery lobby over at the Capitol and any bill that they could, they attached a midwife amendment to it, even personalized license plates <laughs> for years you know, everybody has personalized license plates now, you know, like from your college or from your sports team. Well, those have to get approved by the legislature if you're going to do those. Uh, and every time somebody uh, wanted to have the Kansas City Chiefs personalized license plate or Westminster College to have a personalized license plate, there would be a midwife amendment to it where we would have a midwifery life license plate. And that, but there's some people that were opposed to all that, so it bogged down the whole bill. So anyway, so like I'm saying is because this old statute deals with fetal deaths, any bill that was there to take care, take take that out would more likely than not get a bunch of amendments attached to it dealing with abortion in general, because abortion is still a very hot button issue over there, even though the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, all that did is it said the states are now in charge of determining what is and is not legal with abortion, with a few caveats there, but that's mostly the case, that the states are in charge of that. And there are still a lot of issues out there dealing with abortion that some of the folks there at the Capitol want to get addressed, and that is like their number one priority. There are other people over there that might agree on those issues, but it's it's not worth bogging down the legislature. They want to get other stuff done before they deal with that. And that's really the clash that's going on now. The people that have some of these hot button issues, that's that is their number one thing. And they want everything to address that first before anything else happens. And other people who have a different point of view. So again, very often there are bills that you would like to file laws that you would like to address or maybe make some changes to, but you know if you do it, it's going to get bogged down. It's going to become contentious because people are going to attach things to it as well. And that's one of the things we always have to worry about when any legislation is put over there is not just what does your bill say, but what might other people want to do to it? I think you all remember a few years ago, the bill that we finally got passed last year, 
near the end of the session, it got attached to the Viking funeral amendment where a state senator that that was his issue. He wanted people to be able to do Viking funerals uh, where somebody could set fire to grandpa in the backyard. And that got attached to our bill. And the bill was vetoed by the governor. I understand it. I mean, you know, you, you understand why he did that. Uh, and you always want to avoid things like that. So again, the point here today is that in the event you're dealing with a fetal infant death, a spontaneous fetal infant death, the mother has the right to determine the final disposition as they would if it would have been a two-month-old that passed away you know, after they were born. It's the mother that is in charge. And so you're going to want that mother to sign off on whatever it is you want to do. And if you find that old law and you think that controls, give me a call first because I'll point you to the new law and we'll talk about that. So that's all we have today. Hopefully next week some more stuff gets done over there. We'll keep you posted as always. Again, remember the law classes are starting up again. So if you're interested in learning more about Missouri law as it pertains to funeral service, give us a call uh, and we will... Uh, try to schedule you in. I don't know if we have, I don't know if we have any spaces left available for the January uh, class, but we do that class generally on the third Wednesday of every month. So if you or somebody at your funeral home is interested in learning more about Missouri law regarding funeral service, give us a holler. And until next time, stay safe.